If you want more Bizarre Albums, this is the time to sign up for Patreon. Weekly bonus episodes, and for the month of September, September is now Raptember. What does that mean? Celebrity rap all month long. So for weekly bonus episodes and more, become a patron at patreon.com slash bizarrealbums. Hi, my name is Tony Thaxton. Like anyone else, I love a great album. But I also love those strange albums that might make you wonder how and why they even exist. But I'm not here to make fun of them. I'm here to celebrate them and tell their story. This is Bizarre Albums. Today's episode, Dion Sanders, Primetime, from 1994. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. MC Hammer's You Can't Touch This was a huge hit in 1990. The album it came from, Please Hammer Don't Hurt Him, spent 21 weeks at number one. It was huge for helping propel hip-hop into the mainstream, and it's still the best-selling hip-hop album of all time, with over 18 million copies sold. His follow-up album, One Year Later, Too Legit to Quit, was also a success, selling 5 million copies and peaking at number five. The album's first single and title track also peaked at number five. The music video for Too Legit to Quit was directed by Rupert Wainwright, who would later go on to direct movies including Stigmata and The Fog. The full uncut version of the video is 15 minutes long, and it's one of the most expensive videos ever made. It began with Jim Belushi, of all people, as a newscaster reporting that Hammer had quit the music business. The video has a ton of cameos with celebrities commenting on Hammer quitting. Those cameos included Mark Wahlberg, Henry Winkler, Millie Vanilli, and Danny Glover. There were also multiple cameos from professional athletes like Jose Canseco, Kirby Puckett, Jerry Rice, Ricky Henderson, Wayne Gretzky, and Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders was a two-sport star playing in both the National Football League... and Major League Baseball. A two-run homer for Deion Sanders, his eighth of the year. Hammer was obviously a sports fan. So after the release of Too Legit to Quit, he launched a new company called Roll With It Entertainment and Sports Management. And one of their first clients? Deion Sanders. He was actually a three-sports star in high school, also playing basketball. He was a letterman and All-State honoree in all three sports. After graduating high school, he was drafted by the Kansas City Royals in the sixth round of the 1985 MLB draft, but he opted to enroll at Florida State University instead. At Florida State, he stuck with baseball and football, but stopped playing basketball. Instead, he added track as his third sport. In his freshman year, he played outfield for the baseball team that finished fifth in the nation. He was a starter on the football team and even led the track and field team to a conference championship. After all of his success in college, in June of 1988, he would be drafted by the New York Yankees in the 30th round of the MLB draft. He started the 1989 season in the minor league. Less than a month into his rookie season of baseball, the Atlanta Falcons selected him as the fifth overall pick of the 1989 NFL draft. 
Here's Sanders being interviewed by Andrea Kramer on draft day. Your feelings about going to Atlanta, no doubt it was your first preference. Definitely. Atlanta or Tampa Bay. And uh, Atlanta chose me, and I'm very pleased with that decision. I can't wait to get to town with Coach Campbell and uh, get with them fans down there and pack them in there. When Detroit took the other Sanders, I saw a big grin come across your oh, face. Man. I was so happy. I was going but I was kind of scared. I thought Detroit was going to take me. I would ask for so much money that I had to put me on layaway. During the 89 season, Sanders planned to leave the Yankees in July so that he could attend NFL training camp with the Falcons. But he was in the midst of a contract dispute with the Falcons, and he used the Yankees as leverage. He would make his Major League Baseball debut on May 31, 1989, and his NFL debut on September 10, 1989. In his first week playing both sports, he became the only player ever to score a touchdown in the NFL and hit an MLB home run in the same week. But Deion Sanders wasn't just being noticed on the field. When he was in college, he'd created a character for himself that he called Primetime. It was his way of trying to stand out and potentially boost ticket sales and make more money. Here's writer Terrence Moore from the Canton Goes Primetime special. He was even beyond anything that you could possibly imagine with his jury curl and the flashy jewelry and everything. This was a tremendous moment in the history of Atlanta sports, something that nobody had ever seen before. Whether it was good or bad, it was dramatic. Sanders also considered primetime to be an attitude that he based on his four athletic idols. Hank Aaron, Muhammad Ali, Dr. J., and O.J. Simpson. It was perhaps this attitude and character that drew Sanders and M.C. Hammer toward one another, as they were both living a very lavish lifestyle. But by late 1994, big changes were happening for both of them. He'd only played one season with the Yankees and then moved to the Atlanta Braves for several years. Then he signed with the Cincinnati Reds in 1994. His time as an Atlanta Falcon was also coming to an end, and he signed a deal with the San Francisco 49ers. Around the same time, speculations about Hammer's financial status were making news. He'd spent much of his money on personal luxuries, a personal staff, plus excessive spending supporting family and friends. And his popularity seemed to be slipping. In 1994, the charts were mostly dominated by pop and rock acts like Boys to Men, Ace of Bass, Bon Jovi, and Aerosmith. Any hip-hop that was having success was generally the edgier gangsta rap acts like Snoop Dogg. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. On December 6th, 1994, the soundtrack to the movie Street Fighter was released on Priority Records. It was primarily a hip-hop soundtrack featuring artists like Nas, LL Cool J, Ice Cube, and a song called Straight to My Feet, performed by MC Hammer and Deion Sanders. The song had some minor success on the singles chart in the UK. The accompanying music video not only features Hammer and Sanders, but also some of the stars of Street Fighter, including Jean-Claude Van Damme. Back in June of 1990, when Hammer first had his massive success with You Can't Touch This, Capitol Records announced a joint venture with Hammer's own label, Bust It Records. Over the next few years, the label signed artists like Dougie Fresh, Ho Frat Ho, David Black, and Deion Sanders. So, on December 26, 1994... Deion Sanders released Primetime on Bust It Records. Teammates, coaches, friends, the show had just begun. Okay, before I get into this record, full disclosure, some of the clips I'll play here are actually from the Encore remix, a 2005 remix album of Primetime. The original Primetime was only ever released on CD and cassette, and I didn't have a way at this time to pull any of the audio from those versions. So I just wanted that to be known. Let's get into it. After a short intro, the album's first song is Prime Time Keeps On Tickin'. Perhaps trying to go for the more recent trend in hip-hop, the song was produced by Sean Barney Jones. Jones was a musician and producer best known for his work with Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. Barney also co-wrote the song along with Sanders. The song was released as a 12-inch single, but failed to chart. Up next is Why You Nevada Me. Nope, sorry, that's Why You Envy Me. It was produced by Ben Ross, who also played drums and synth on the track. Ross was known for his work with MC Hammer. The song also featured Deuce Deuce, real name Lamar Lubin, who was the singer of platinum recording group DRS, also known as Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. They were best known for their 1993 hit Gangsta Lean. Why You Envy Me also features a sample of Cool in the Gang's Too Hot. I 
I gotta be me, that's the bottom line. Fisco gave me the contract and Prime signed a dotted line. Now everybody acting fine. Damn, it must be the money. Or maybe it's my grace. The moves that I made. They smiling in my face now. I'm noticing little changes in my teammates. I mix my pay, but I'm still me. So look deep into my eyes so you can see the man that you envy. Yeah. You heard it here first from Station 2112. We're ready to take all calls. So just dial 1-800-Y-O-U-N-V. Up next is the album's other single, Must Be the Money. It was co-produced by Dallas Austin, best known for his work with Boys to Men, Another Bad Creation, TLC, and Macy Gray. The song's other producer was Colin Wolfe, who was best known for his work with Too Short and past Bizarre album subject Shaquille O'Neal. The song features a sample of the secret weapon song, Must Be the Music. It's the only song on the album to also get a music video. It featured cameos from Eric Davis, Daryl Strawberry, and MC Hammer. Despite some airplay, the song failed to make it onto the charts. But modern-day Deion Sanders still claims it was a hit. Here he is talking to TMZ about it. Must Be The Money was a hit. Must Be The Money was a great was a song. Hit. Beyonce even said it was a hit. It was a good song. And see, when she said it was a hit, it was a hit. It was a good song. Do you ever still listen to it at all? When yeah, you I wake up to it every morning. Do you? Yeah, I wake up. That's why I wait up in the morning. Do you still have like, the lyrics? I don't have a lot. Yeah, Diamond Rolex Gators. It, it wasn't lyrics. It was a testimony. Yeah. I said, Diamond Rolex Gators on my feet. I got, got with an S. Got to pair every, every day of the week. My hair was done, not is done. My fingernails too. You see the shine? Six buttons down. I ain't know what to do. Must have been the money. <laughs> One of the pioneers of West Coast rap, Too Short, real name Todd Shaw, is a co-writer on It's All Real, a song that Sanders dedicates to his hometown of Fort Myers, Florida. The song was produced by frequent collaborator with Too Short, Ant Banks. I grew up in Fort Myers, down in Florida. My mama worked two jobs to support us. Ever since I was young, I was the best in sports. From the baseball diamond to the hook courts. I always played ball, wasn't hanging on the streets. Never been a dope dealer, gang banger, thief. I'm just a player fool, it's all real. We can play a game of chess or hit the football field. My homies call me Prime, my number's 21, and you can see me on the field having much fun. Why make my money like a. It Ain't Over Yet was produced by Spearhead X, real name Xavier Hargrove. He also played drums on the song. He's known for his work with De La Soul, Too Short, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, George Clinton, and even Prince. The song also features a sample of Queen's We Will Rock On February 18, 1995, Sanders hosted Saturday Night Live. Here's Sanders on the Rich Eisen Show talking about his experience on SNL. Okay, now now this is what could get you, Saturday Night Live. Okay. You got everybody coming up to you 
Like they really admire you, they really respect you. Like Rich Eisen, how you doing? Man, I watch you. I watch you do ESPN. I've been following your career, yeah. and then they picture their skit. Mm-hmm. Then this guy comes up. Del Tuba pictures the skit. You can picture the skit. Everybody pictures you the skit. You come up, and they just want you to pick pick their skit. Right. They don't care about you. <laughs> Despite Bon Jovi being that episode's musical guest, Sanders performed a medley of songs from Primetime including Must Be the Money and Heidi Heidi Hey. And here's a bit of Heidi Heidi Hey from the remix album. The credits for the song Something About That Woman say the song features Show and Tell and Riddler. Riddler was a member of rap group DBZ who was also signed to Busted Records. There's a few other credits to that name, but Show and Tell? To the best of my knowledge, this is the only credit they have. The song also features a sample of Lakeside's Something About That Woman. The record was not reviewed well, and it didn't fare much better with the public. It did spend seven weeks on the Billboard Top R&B Hip Hop charts, peaking at number 70. It also hit number 14 on the Top Heat Seekers chart. With the exception of the Encore Remix album, plus a song that Sanders did with Snoop Dogg when he was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, Sanders never released any other music. But there was certainly more music released by the man that brought him into music, MC Hammer. Also in 1994, Hammer changed his musical direction with a harder West Coast gangsta record called The Funky Headhunter. But that is for another time. Thank you for listening to Bizarre Albums. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review. It helps people find the show. You can also follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Bizarre Albums, and I'm at Tony Thaxton. You can also like Bizarre Albums on Facebook and visit BizarreAlbums.com. And if you still want more Bizarre Albums in your life, sign up for weekly bonus episodes of Bizarre Singles and more at Patreon.com slash Bizarre Albums. And as always, if you know of a Bizarre Album you'd like to hear featured, please tweet the show. I'd love to hear from you. You can even email me at bizarrealbums at gmail.com. My name is Tony Thaxton, and I'll see you next time on Bizarre Albums.